What's up, Ditch the Job listeners? Mark Bird, the podcasting coach here, helping people to launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts. And one of the parts of ditching your job is moving forward from fear, shame, and stigma, where when it comes to all the different emotions and all the different circumstances around ditching a job, it could be a very stressful situation. So we're going to talk about how do we do that in this episode. Our guest who joins us today quit her career as an analyst for Stryker Corporation's healthcare division and founded the STI Project, Breaking the Stigma and its children's sites. She is now the STI Project's executive director, the founder of the Herpes Activist Network, Hands, and the spokesperson for Positive Singles. Her work has been featured in popular TV, radio, and print outlets such as Cosmopolitan Magazine, Forbes, HuffPost Live, NPR, and many others. Our guest who joins us for this episode of Ditch the Job is none other than Janelle Marie Pierce. Janelle, welcome to the show. Hello. That was such an enthusiastic and positive introduction. Thank you so much for having me on today. Janelle, I'm so happy to have you on Ditch the Job. And you are someone who's done it. You quit your career as an analyst for Stryker. And now you've moved on to the STI project. I'm wondering if we could start by you talking about your transition and why you lean towards the STI project and all of the work that you're doing now. Sure. So, um, yeah, my formal education or my initial formal education, I guess now I have, um, I have some additional certifications and things that support the work that I do presently. But my, addition, or my initial formal education was in accounting. I have a BBA and an MBA, and I was doing really well in that field. I was actually um, the number one in my field. I, had, I was working for a big four accounting firm. Um, I was, I had attended a private university and I was the first person to receive an offer from a big four accounting firm, um, for, from that private university. I was in an honors program in that university. And then from there, after I w- worked at the big four accounting firm, that was my role as a, as a healthcare analyst and, um, for Stryker Corporation, which is a, a fortune 300 in the top 300 companies in in the globe so yeah i mean all all things considered it seemed i was doing super well and i and i should have been really happy and my trajectory was lots of money lots of success and um just being at the top of my game and i was working 70 to 80 hours per week i was never home i was traveling all the time and exhausted and i just felt empty, I guess, for to sound a little bit cliche, but I really just felt like there was something more I should be doing. And this was not at all what I expected of this, of all of the schooling. And then, and I was an H, a non-traditional college student too. Like I had worked in the accounting field out of high school and then went back to college to pursue my BBA and MBA. And it even took me a little while to land on accounting. So in in theory, I should have had all that time for self-discovery and I really would be feeling feeling fulfilled and and like I was in the right place. And so, but I wasn't. And um, it just dawned on me one day, like there is something else I should be doing. And I had this inspiration while having a couple of beers, not, not an entirely drunken idea, but I definitely was like, something has to change one evening. And I was 
um, hanging out with my partner at the time. And I said, you know, I want to help people and I want to be able to do this full time. And I had had a personal experience. I'm living with genital herpes. I had, I contracted herpes when I was 16 years old. So there was personal motivation behind this, um, and helping people and providing a resource, which is the STI project for folks who have an STI or folks who aren't sure if they have an STI preventative as well as after a diagnosis, kind of a tool and resource. And so, um, I presented it to my partner at the time and, and he was like, I think that's brilliant. I think it's a great idea. And so I started doing research, uh, about whether or not there was this kind of resource out there. And then also, could I do this for a living? Could I make this a full-time job um, doing the research and writing and educational component? And how do you make money with a website online? Um, and especially in a helping field in a service industry, how do I not marginalize, further marginalize the community that I was representing? How do I provide support and resource and tools and also substantiate my time and energy? So um, yeah, after doing a bunch of research, I realized that there were really no, no or very few resources out there that were doing what I wanted to replicate or what I wanted to create. And so I just set out to, I went to Barnes and Noble. I bought every single book that they had on like how to launch a blog how to design a website, how to make money with a website online, all the different avenues, and how to do your research and SEO. And I sat there, poured over these books, and then launched my website a couple of months later. And I've been doing that ever since. And that was almost eight years ago now. It's a little over seven and a half years ago. Wow. I mean, just the amount of research that you did. I mean, the self-education like, is very valuable. But it's one thing important to know is Janelle's attaching this to something that means a lot to her. She's looking for this resource as herself and she wants to provide this resource for others. So if you could attach a lot of strong meaning to your next career path, it can help you uh, make that move a lot quicker. Uh, so it is interesting that you did choose this path to help others who are in a similar situation. And there are some people who, you know, they got stigmas and uh, different circumstances um, while they're at their job. And I'm wondering, how is it different for people with a stigma who have a job and are trying to ditch? And how can these people still ditch their job, follow the career path, do what they want to do? That's a really good question. And I think what's unique about this and what's kind of what would what paves the way for other folks to do it in a way that serves them best and, and fits either their lifestyle, their personality, what resources they have available to them. Um, a lot of folks will come to me, like, like I said, I've been doing this for a little over seven years now or almost eight years. And I get a lot of folks who have had this experience because there are so many people who've had an STI and have had had an experience with an STI and there's so much shame and stigma associated with STIs. And a lot of folks are like, I want to also help. I want to do what you're doing. I think it's wonderful. Like, how do I, how do I do this? How do I either become a public advocate? How do I provide a resource, a support group? How do I launch a podcast, a YouTube channel? Like I want to do something along the same lines as you. And some folks may see that as a, as a competition, but because so many people are impacted by this, there is a giant market for this kind of service, this kind of resource. So there really can't be 
too many people in this field and you can do it in so many different ways. So that's where I'm getting with this is that not everybody is going to take that same path that I did where I like totally quit my job after I had, I had built the websites or the website. Now I have 10 after I'd built the initial website. Um, I just totally just put in my two weeks and I was done. And, you know, that's six to one half a dozen of the other because there was some benefits to that and some downsides to it as well. And I don't necessarily think everyone has to follow the same exact path that I did. They don't necessarily have to become a public advocate. They don't necessarily have to quit their job. A lot of people do this stuff as side hustles and then wait until it really um, either equals or is provides a similar income to where they have that availability to say like, okay, now I want to make this my primary income earner, my primary revenue stream or my primary passion. And I think that helps like being passionate about it or really caring or being very interested in whatever it is that you're pursuing as that side hustle. And especially if you're doing it as a side hustle, because that takes a lot of emotional bandwidth and energy to be doing a full-time position as well as then adding something onto it. So you really have to care um, quite a bit about it in order to maintain that momentum um, to get to that place where you're like, okay, now I can do this full time. And some people may, may never choose to do it full time, you know, whether it's advocacy or a totally different or a totally different kind of entrepreneurship. Um, you know, the, it can be done in, in such a myriad of different ways. And I think that's what's important. And the key takeaway is that it doesn't have to be done exactly in the way that I did. Um, but this was just one kind of bold and brazen way in which to, in which to go about this. I mean, Janelle's making a really great point in the fact that, you know, she did it her way. There's a lot of different guests on this job who've done it in a lot of different ways, but the key is to figure out the way that works for you. And all of these episodes are just different suggestions on how you can proceed in inspiration for your ideas and your career path. So that's definitely an interesting point. I wanted to make sure it got um, some extra attention. Uh, one thing you also said that I want to expand on a little more is uh, when you come across people who uh, want to get into this space, you help them. And a lot of people think, oh, competition. You did mention the competition that people would think about. And I do feel like there are a lot of people who think in that competitive nature where, uh, you know, don't help the other person. That person could take money out of your pocket. Uh, so can you talk a bit more about how you help people who uh, could be potential competitors and why that doesn't bother you. It doesn't bother me, but I feel like that is something that would bother some people. Yeah, for sure. And I've really experienced that quite, when I first launched and then even recently again, when I first launched, I reached out to a couple of organizations who were doing similar things, but it wasn't quite the same. And, um, and one in particular was like this, we don't work with anybody else. We're the organization that we recommend to the people that we help. And um, you're, you're trying to, at one point in time that I was told that I was trying to um, make money off of folks' suffering and basically just, you know, folks who were trying to invalidate the work that I was doing and trying to make sure that I didn't receive any kind of traction. So I felt that like I, or I had received that from others of like, no, you're a competitor and 
um, you're not doing it either as well as we are or doing it in the way that we think you should. And so therefore, you know, we're not going to network with you. We're not going to collaborate, celebrate or support on, in, in, or uplift in any kind of way. And at the time, I just thought, you know, when that first happened, it was disheartening. And I thought, wow, I really just did not expect to receive it, receive that kind of um, response because I felt really strongly that the work that I was doing would help people and would be really beneficial and was fairly unique. And, and, that's, and that's, I think, the key is that it's easy to quick look at somebody else and look at maybe they've done something, they've either been published in a certain realm or they've had a, a level of success that either you would like or um, that seems like they're either doing better or doing really well. And it, and it starts to, it's easy for our egos to get involved and start to participate and say like, oh, wait a minute. And we compare and look at what we're doing as compared to somebody else. But when you're, when you're working in like pretty much almost any field, I think this applies to, it especially applies to, of course, the realm of STIs and STDs and sexual health, because so many people, the vast majority of people are going to be sexually active and the vast majority of people need this kind of resource and, and education and, and tool. And so one person, one even one organization can't serve millions of people very well. That's why we need tons and tons of folks doing this work so that we can serve all the different communities, all the different populations who would utilize this kind of tool and resource. And so I think that's my mindset going into it. That's why I recently, a year ago, launched the Herpes Activist Network, where it's a network of all the other folks who are out there doing similar work like myself. And so the intent behind that is to bring everyone together so that if somebody looks one of us up, they're able to find the other resources and folks who are doing this kind of work um, because not everybody is going to speak to each individual person. So like my tone, my energy, um, my style, my approach, and just who I am does not represent all the folks who are impacted by this or who could utilize this tool and resource. And so somebody may prefer to seek advocacy, support, and help from somebody who looks more like them, talks more like them, seems more like them, or just has a shared, a little bit more of a shared experience that parallels their life and and their approach and what their tone is. So I think that's the important key is that recognizing that no one person, no one tool, no one organization can represent all people and serve all people. Even if you're in a niche market like I am, like I really represent a very niche specific subtopic of sexual health. Sexual health is its own niche market. And then I'm actually even breaking it down further and really specialize in STIs, STDs. And even in that small niche, there is no one is a competitor to me and I don't feel like anyone's a competitor because I want to see everyone succeeding because ultimately the work that I'm trying to do is to change change a little bit of our culture our perception how we view contracting an STI how we view what it means to live with an STI what that experience is like and so that folks who end up in that situation who do contract an STI like myself aren't suffering and they aren't struggling for any duration of time and unnecessary duration of time and in order to do that um, we need tons of people doing this kind of work and we need tons of people succeeding at it and so I want that to be that's what the motivation behind the herpes activist network was especially because the STI project and a lot of like 
myself on social media and stuff is a lot about my own individual work. And it's a lot about the STI project in particular and what I'm doing or the media or something that I've done recently. So in, in order to kind of uplift others and collaborate and celebrate what other people are doing, I thought I need to do something that brings us all together and, and provides a, a way in which that folks can find everyone and, and can find the tools and resources that serve them best so that I don't I don't look like I'm trying to be and that I never am a one-stop shop or an end-all be-all um, but but I am but basically a catalyst or I'm that like I can be that place where people initially find me and then they also find additional resources that serve them. Janelle, I absolutely love that uh, because we are limited in how much we can impact people. And rather than just saying, let me just impact more people, like it's an acknowledgement. It's saying I can impact this number of people very well um, for the betterment of the mission that I am on. Let me get others involved so they can impact the people that I can't as properly impact. So that is really great insights and uh, one thing I do want to ask is, I mean, it seems like you've definitely become one of the leaders in this space. So can you share with us how you were able to stand out in a niche market and continue to grow? Yes, that's a great question. And I think, um, I mean, of course, this is, it's, it's going to be biased because it's my own perception of my work, <laughs> of course. But what I really feel is, is important no matter what you're doing, um, whether it's a stigmatized topic is to, and, and I'm constantly doing this. So this is kind of going back to that original, kind of the original title and what we, what you introduced, um, you know, our conversation around is that fear, shame, and stigma. And every day I constantly have to like quell my own personal fear about, um, a little bit of, uh, what's the word? Imposter syndrome. You know, the ongoing, am I doing this well enough? Am I, am I good enough in this space? And am I capable of doing the work that I really think that I would like to do or what I'm trying to achieve? Like to stop that and, and just present what it is that I feel called to present that very day, whether it's on social media, whether I'm writing an article. Um, you know, it's a constant ongoing conversation that I'm having internally that says the fear that I'm feeling about either sharing something, either whether it's personal or whether I'm just writing something and I'm not sure if I'm the, the right person to do it or the most educated or with the, the most qualifications, I basically have to just shut myself up and say, do it anyway and put it out there and be real, be as real as you can, share yourself, share your, your thoughts and your perspective and, and what your experience is. And some people are going to love it and some people do. And, and I get a lot of people who love it. And then I get some people who hate it. I mean, I really, I, I don't get as much, um, negative feedback as I initially intended when I launched the STI project because I'm talking about a taboo subject. I really thought I'd have a lot of negative feedback and I don't. I mean, I still definitely get folks who are just not a fan of me and um, and that's okay. I get it and, and, and I, I can accept that and I can take it for what it is. It's not a reflection of like who I am as a whole complete person. And it doesn't, it just means that I'm not a good fit for them and somebody else is going to be, and that's all right. So yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's basically stopping my internal critic and, and, and telling, and telling that person that, 
that woman inside who's saying, you can't do this or, you know, you're not good enough and saying, oh, well, <laughs> and, and I'm going to do this anyways. And I'm going to put myself out there and be as honest and as transparent and as authentic as I possibly can. And at the end of the day, some people are going to love it. Some people are going to hate it. But as long as I can continue doing this and I feel pretty good and pretty, pretty positive about what I'm putting out there, then I can lay my head on my pillow and, and go to sleep relatively with with some relative ease and peace of mind and i mean there are going to be people who don't like your decision to ditch your job there are going to be people who don't like your career path and just don't like your work in general and uh janelle has a focus on you know is she creating the impact she wants to create is she happy with her work is she proud of the stuff she's doing and if you focus it around that way it's going to be easier for you to overcome some of the stuff that comes your way and criticism or anything like that and uh, at this moment, Janelle, I'm wondering if you could share with us some of the places where uh, we continue to follow you in your journey because it's definitely uh, going to resonate with a lot of people. So we'll have links in the show notes, but where are some of the good places we can continue following your work? Absolutely. So I am the STI project on all of the social media channels. And then um, my website is the STI project.com. And then we're officially launching 10 additional, or maybe it's nine, nine additional websites um, for 2020. So herpes.education, chlamydia.education, gonorrhea.education, and so on and so forth, HPV hepatitis on and on and um yeah so all of social media at the sti project or the sti project.com and that's pretty much the best way in which to find me well janelle we'll have all those links in the show notes for any listeners who want to continue following janelle's work but uh once again thank you so much for coming on the ditch the job podcast it was such a pleasure having you on the show my absolute pleasure thank you so much i appreciate it